Hey y'all, welcome to An Epiphany with Tiffany. My name is Tiffany and this is my podcast. So today is November 6th. It has been about a week and a half since I released uh, an episode. And if you follow me on social media, you might have seen that I posted about being in a little bit of a funk. And... (laughs) In a previous episode, I alluded to the fact that November is a very difficult month for me. Um, Well, the holidays are difficult for everybody. So, of course, December has some stuff, too. Um, But, yeah, this November, I've been feeling it a little bit more than normal. It kind of started a little earlier than uh, previous years, like just kind of feeling, I guess, down, um, you know, just a little bit extra emotional and yeah. So I've just (laughs) also been busy, very busy, um, planning some stuff for my birthday that I'm very excited about next week. Um, so that kind of had a lot to do with it too, but the big thing was I just been, been a little bit out of it. So, um, in today's episode, I was originally going to talk about communication, but in honor of the fact that it is my, well, what would have been my grandfather's 100th birthday today, I'm actually going to talk um, about him, my amazing grandfather that I miss dearly. He actually passed away on November 3rd, 13 years ago. And so that's a big reason why November is is difficult. The first like week or so is really hard because he died three days before his birthday. Um, So yeah, among other reasons that I won't get into right now, (laughs) but November is just, you know, it's just hard. Um, but anyway, so again, I'm just going to throw this little caveat out there. I don't have like a script in front of me. I just sat down and was like, you know what? I'm going to talk about Papa today because I just really want to, one, get an episode out there, um, but two, just kind of honor him as I've been thinking about him a lot, uh, a lot today, like I do every year. So, um, yeah, again, there's going to be more ums, I'm sorry, (laughs) but this is, you know, I'm just kind of processing through, uh, his life. So, yeah, a hundred years ago today on November 6th, 1921, uh, Norman J. Heimbuck or Norman John Heimbuck entered the world. And that's just like really crazy to think about. Uh, you know, it's like if he had survived this long, it would have been a century. Just like crazy time, how time is. Uh, but anyway, he was an amazing man. Just uh, such an amazing man. He was a man of very few words. Um, but when he spoke, you listened and, (laughs) um, 
like not to get off on a whole tangent about my grandmother. I do love her and I also miss her. She um, has been gone almost a year now. Um, but there were some things with her mental health that my, you know, grandfather had to, um, you know, deal with as her husband, like throughout the years. And she wasn't uh, medicated the majority of her life. And that is what it is. It's, you know, can't change the past, obviously, but I mean, he had to deal with a lot of that stuff that us as the majority of the family didn't know, didn't, you know, didn't, we had no idea. <laughs> it wasn't so like later years, um, closer to his death that, um, you know, we all kind of cut, started cluing in to stuff that, uh, stuff was happening. But again, it's nothing like super horrible or anything like that. Just she, you know, he, she could be difficult to deal with. Um, but can't we all? <laughs> I'm sure, you know, she wasn't always happy with him because of his weird quirks and stuff too. But anyway, that was just a little tangent and I'm, I'm come back and focus. So um, he served in the CBs during uh, World War II. Um, he actually told me a story. I can't exactly remember how old I was. I was pretty young, though. I want to say somewhere between, like, 11 and 13, somewhere around in there. And I happened to be staying at their house for the weekend, and we were watching uh, Pearl Harbor. It was the first time I had ever watched it. So whatever year that movie came out, like the one with Josh Hartnett and um, Ben Affleck. Yeah. So... It was on, it was on VHS. Oh my God. <laughs> so old. Um, <laughs> so it was on VHS. I think it might've been like a year after it had actually been released on VHS. Anyway, regardless, I was somewhere around that age and we were watching it. And up until this point in my life, I'd never seen my grandpa cry ever. And um, yeah, I can't, I can't watch that movie to this day. I've tried and I just, I can't. Um, so we get to the part where the bombing starts and he, you know, just starts crying, but crying very silently. And after the movie, I didn't even ask him. I just, you know, we were just kind of sitting there quiet um, after the movie ended. And he just went into this story about his time in the Navy. And he was actually stationed um, at Kodiak Island in the Aleutian Islands um, near Alaska uh, or Alaska. <laughs> Uh, during the bombing of Pearl Harbor. And so he was talking about how he knew so many uh, that were there during Pearl Harbor. Like he knew them personally from either they were friends from back home or just people that he had met, um, you know, during like 
boot camp or just different things like that. And so, um, yeah, it was just, it was a really powerful time because they, you know, I never really had that kind of conversation with my grandpa at that point. I mean, when I was young, you know, and I just sat there and I listened and I soaked it all in and he, he cried, I cried some more. And that's probably the biggest reason why I can't watch that movie still. It just kind of brings up a lot of emotions, um, especially since he's gone now. So if you kind of flash forward to 2008, yeah, because it was only um, in September 2008, so only a few a couple months before he passed in November of that year, um, my cousin was getting married, and we, a few of the family members had gone to Hawaii. Um, my grandpa wasn't there because he was sick, and there were other reasons, but that's beside the point. So he was sick, <laughs> um, but we went to Oahu, which is where Pearl Harbor is, and so we, uh, my cousins, a couple of my cousins, my sister, my mom, my aunt and went to Pearl Harbor for like the day and just kind of see it all and we had the opportunity to go out onto the Arizona and <sighs> so I'm going to remind you like this point in time my grandpa's sick and we all knew that he was sick and we, he wasn't doing very well at all and so here I am you know years later from the previous Pearl Harbor story, <laughs> and I'm about to step foot off of the little, like, boat onto the Arizona Memorial, and it was just this weird sensation as soon as my foot touched the memorial itself. I was very overcome with emotion. And it was all I could do to, like, keep walking. <laughs> um, I was sobbing, and my cousin actually came up to me and kind of grabbed me and helped me, like, walk along. I don't, I don't even know how to explain it. Like, I don't really know how to put it into words. It, it was just so overwhelming, the feeling of being... Uh, on top of the memorial and like looking down and seeing this massive ship in the ocean and knowing that so many men had died that day and you know people that my grandpa had told me about and then I kind of kept walking with her and you know if you've ever been inside the memorial uh you'll know what I'm about to describe or if you've at least seen pictures of it there's like the wall of names and I was just like wow like I started seeing these names all right I was looking at these names and I mean I couldn't really see because I was crying so hard um like I mean I couldn't read them all like because I had so many tears just everywhere if <laughs> it was not pretty um, but I just kind of remember just standing there and like saying a prayer and then I, f I finally just kind of calmed down a little bit 
and but just to see like that marble because it's, oh, it's beautiful white marble and to just see so many names listed there it was just so moving and again with the connection like you know with the emotion of the time with my grandfather grandfather and then also knowing that he was sick and you know I know he had never been there himself or no correction he had been there himself um they he went with my mom I don't remember how old she was um but yeah he had gone like once or twice before um but yeah I just kind of went off on a Pearl Harbor tangent sorry <laughs> sorry not sorry um but I just kind of say all of that to talk about really how crazy grief is um, and how it can hit you in so many different ways when you least expect it, you know, just, it's crazy how it comes in waves sometimes. And like, you can, you can go through like every day of, you know, your life, right. And not feel like you're going to, you know, crumble in a corner because you miss somebody so much. Um, but then like an anniversary will roll around or, you know, like the anniversary of their death or their birthday or just something. And it's just all of a sudden, all of these things come back to you. It's crazy. Um, but yeah, so he was, he was uh, I miss him a lot. Um, like I said, he was a very, he was a man of very few words. He, I only ever saw him cry twice in my life. Um, he was very soft-spoken, but very strong, very strong mentally, physically, emotionally. And I don't just mean, um, like emotionally in the sense that he didn't show emotion because like I said, yes, he didn't cry, but he would still express himself. Like he would still talk about his feelings. So that's what I mean by like he was strong in that aspect. Um, he had a great uh, relationship with the Lord. He would talk about God all the time. You know, him and my grandma would go to church and they did a whole bunch of ministry and stuff. He loved to golf. Oh, oh man, did he love to golf? <laughs> he, um, I never really golfed. I mean, I play mini golf, but. Um, but he loved golf. And we would watch the golf channel a lot. I think that might be another reason why, like, if other people have golf on, I'm kind of like, eh, I'm going to check out. It just kind of, you know, I mean, they're good memories. Don't get me wrong. They're really good memories. And I love thinking about him. Um, but, you know, sometimes it's hard to because it just, it sucks because I feel like to an extent, he kind of went early, but I also believe that we have our time set and God knows exactly when that's going to be, no matter what the circumstances are. So it just sucks when you miss somebody. Um, but I know, I know that I will see him again. So that is, um, really awesome. So what else about Papa? Um, he loved Thanksgiving, <laughs> loved it. 
he told me once that um, that was his favorite holiday because, you know, usually that's when everybody was able to actually get there. It's like sometimes Christmas was split. Um, I mean, Thanksgivings would, would be split sometimes too, but um, Thanksgiving was just seemed to be the holiday that the majority of us as a family were able to make. And yeah, so he just loved having everybody together. He loved watching us all like be goofballs and <laughs> play different games because yes, we're the crazy family that plays games <laughs> during the holidays. Um, but yeah, he just had the sweetest soul. And it's crazy too, like how sometimes when you reflect on things, you wish you would have asked people things, you know, like you wish you would have uh, followed through and asked questions. But I mean, there is, there's definitely some things I wish I'd asked him, but I knew, oh, oh excuse me, I just yawned out of nowhere. <laughs> Yeah, again, completely unscripted. Um, so <laughs> I I know that if if I had ever asked him like specific things that he would have told me because he was very much an open book too. Um, but yeah, <sighs> like I definitely miss him. I wish, you know, that he could be here, um, but I'm thankful that we had uh, the almost 87, 87, 86, you know, I'm going to do math and I'm not great at math, 86 years that we had him, well, I mean, I wasn't alive for that long, <laughs> but um, I was like 19 almost 20. So, um, or almost 19. I oh, was sorry. I was almost 19. Um, you know, so I'm just thankful for the, the years that I had him. Um, yeah, I don't even know. I'm just holding his dog tag that I have of his. I found, um, we finally found at the house and, I don't like it's crazy because I want to say so many other things, but it's so hard to um, sometimes describe just how you know wonderful he really was without like sharing like too many personal things. <laughs> but yeah, just uh, I love I miss that man so much. Every time I see a picture, you know, it's just like this overwhelming rush of gratitude, grief to, oh, I can share this. He was a huge sports fan in general. Like I said earlier, he loved golf. He also loved watching football. He loved watching baseball, all the things. And <laughs> probably, oh, not even probably. I know for a fact, 
that he is a huge reason why I love football and I love baseball. Because we used to watch uh, whenever I was there, you know, whichever team was on. But he was a Dodgers fan. <sighs> Sorry to my friends who are Dodgers fans. I still love you guys. Um, <laughs> but y'all know I do not like the Dodgers. Um, I'm just stubborn. You know, it's fine. You love me anyway. <laughs> so, um, he also liked the Rams. Um, he liked to, you know, a few other teams too. So, actually the last time I saw him, we were watching a Rams game. Well, I was watching a Rams game. He was sleeping in his hospice bed. But he would randomly open his eyes and kind of look at me and then look at the TV and I'd give him a quick little rundown of what was going on, and then he'd nod his head, and then he'd close his eyes again. So, yeah, I mean, he wasn't really watching, but he knew I was there, and that's what matters. <laughs> but that tradition of watching football like crazy people, because I'm, I'm, I'm a crazy sports fan, I just, yeah... I'm one of those girls. Anywho, uh, now, like every year since he died, pretty much, every year since he died, I have spent a Super Bowl Sunday with my mom and my aunt, because that's, that's our thing now. We, we love sports because he loves sports. I mean, don't get me wrong, my own dad loves sports too. My brothers play baseball, or played baseball. And, you know, all that. We're just a sports family. But I really think, you know, that stemmed, my love of sports really stemmed from him. And my dad, too. I'm not not saying that. But <laughs> um, my dad doesn't like football, though. So that's, that's just straight up my grandpa and my mom. <clears throat> so, yeah. We just watch Super Bowl Sunday. We do Super Bowl Sunday every year and go crazy <laughs> for whoever you know whoever we decide depending on who's in there um but yeah it's just kind of become our new tradition and that wouldn't have happened if he didn't love football so much um but yeah he uh, i think he would be happy that the dodgers won quote unquote last year there should be an asterisk by that, but that's just me as a very biased non-Dodgers fan saying that all of you Dodgers fans can believe what you want to believe, <laughs> but it wasn't a full season. Okay, okay, sorry, side note, tangent, I'm just kind of, I'm kind of processing over here. This is just one of them random, uh, random episodes, but I'm gonna still publish it anyway, because, you know. Y'all might get a kick out of it, and y'all might learn a few more things about me. So, anywho, that's kind of like the gist of my grandpa. Very loving, very quiet, but also will speak up, would speak up when he needed to. Um, just, 
you know, disciplined, strength, loving, love to laugh, love to have his uh, kids and grandkids around him and great grandkids at one point. Um, he had to meet a couple of them. Not all of them, but he got to meet a, a couple of them. So. so yeah, he loves having all of us around. Just all the memories. Again, it's weird how time, like, you know, heals all wounds, right? Um, <laughs> but it's also weird how time can just, just still continue to, in some ways, kind of wreak havoc. I'm um, kind of having like a mini epiphany as I'm recording this, <laughs> where, like, if it's wreaking havoc, like, it's just, I guess, in the sense that, you know, time never stops, right? So, you just continue moving on, but then when you stop for, like, a second to think, and then you realize how much time has passed, it's like a double-edged sword. Where it's like, wow, like, I'm so far from this, but also, oh my gosh, it's been so long since this. You know, it's just, ah, it's just weird. Time is weird. Time is very weird. I don't know about you, brothers and sisters, but I cannot wait to live outside of time. <sighs> Must be nice for God. <laughs> anyway, I will stop ranting and raving and kind of jumping all over the place with this episode. And thank you for listening. Next episode that I'm probably going to record pretty soon after this one, maybe in like an hour or so is going to be about communication and that one will probably be a little bit longer as well all right y'all as you are going in to this next week if you're listening to this you know before monday the 8th <laughs> i hope you have a great week if you're listening to it during the week i hope you're having a good week if you're listening to it at some point in the next, you know, like month, I hope whatever time it is, you're having a great day or night. All right, y'all. I will catch you on the flip side.